love the Lord. Happy to be here. Praise God. We're glad to be here too and just to worship the Lord together. Welcome those that have joined with us on the internet and just pray God will meet you wherever you are. And He is able. Amen. I got to prove I'm one in a million. Well, I got to prove. Oh, 
God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. What a wonderful work the Lord has done in our lives. Come down in this end time age with a message that called us out. Praise God. And not just called us out, but called us in. Into Him. We're in Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. How about let's sing, Burn, burn, Holy Spirit. Burn in me. Burn, burn, Holy Spirit. Couple of prayer requests here tonight. I'd like to read out and 
um, Brother Bruce Campbell from Whitehorse. He's called to request prayer for his eyes. He's had trouble trouble with his vision. <clears throat> Asking the Lord for restoration. I just want to remember our brother tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Sister Charity Weimer is requesting prayer for her brother-in-law, Brett Weber. His kidneys are failing down to uh, 10%. And uh, doctors are working on him. Probably going to start him on dialysis. And we just want to remember that need in prayer tonight. And the uh, Brett Weber is married to Char- Sister Charity's sister. And she asked the church to pray. So we just want to bring that before the Lord. Maybe we could just bow our heads together and have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we come before you tonight, Lord. We come humbly, Lord Jesus, into your presence. We love you, Lord. We love you so much, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for calling us unto yourself, Lord. Have your way tonight, Lord Jesus, we pray. We want you to just have free course tonight, Lord. We want you to come in our midst, Lord. We invite you, Lord. We invite you to come and walk up and down these aisles. Not only here, Lord, but all those that are joined with us wherever they might be, Lord, on the internet. Father, you're not hindered by time or space. But we pray, dear God, that your Holy Spirit would just go forth from this place tonight and meet every need, Father. Meet every need, Lord Jesus. We are a needy people, Father. We pray that your word would go forth, Lord. In the word you said, your bride is without spot or wrinkle, Lord, or any such thing, Father. Lord, may the word come forth tonight and press every wrinkle out of us, Father. And may the bleeding word come in the bleach of the power of the bleach, Lord, and wash away every spot, Father. That we can stand in your sight whole and clean and pure, Lord. Without shame, without blame, Lord. No condemnation, Father, standing before you by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you have made us worthy, Lord, and we're so thankful for that, Father. We can stand before you, Lord, in your presence without condemnation, O God. Everything under the blood of Jesus Christ. And know that we have fellowship with you, O God. That we can have communion with you, Lord. The great creator, our creator, Lord. Oh, blessed be your name, O God. What a wonderful work you have done, Lord. And what a wonderful work you are doing, Father. Have your way tonight, Lord, in this service, Father. These needs that have been written in, Lord Jesus, we ask that you would meet them, Father. We ask that you would go and meet the need of these people, Lord. Heal the eyes of our brother, Lord. Even now, O oh God, as we lift up his name, Brother Bruce Campbell, in prayer, Lord, up in Whitehorse, Father. Touch him, O oh God, and heal his eyes, Lord, and restore his vision. 
Oh, God, we pray. And for this young man, Lord, down in Idaho, Father, family of the Weimers, Lord, his son-in-law, Father, brother-in-law, Lord, we pray for him, O God, and pray that you would restore his kidneys tonight, Lord. You are the healer of our bodies, O Lord. Sometimes these bodies fail us, O God, but Father God, by your stripes we are already healed, Lord. And in your word you declare that you are the healer of all of our afflictions and all of our diseases, Father. These are the benefits of your children, Father. We pray for Brett, Lord. We pray that you will heal him, O God. More than that, Lord God, we pray that you will heal his soul, O God. Let him know you in the perfect way of salvation, Lord. Oh God, we pray for him, Lord. We pray for his family, Father. For his wife and children, Lord. We pray for Brother Ernie tonight, Lord. Pray that you touch him, Lord. Meet his needs, O God. Each and every one, Lord, represented here, Father. Out on the internet, Lord. We are a needy people, O God. But Father God, you have prepared the need, Lord. You have supplied the need, Lord. Let us rise up in faith tonight to tap into your promises, Lord. Into those untapped resources, Father, that you have prepared for us, Lord. Anoint our brother John tonight, O God, as he comes behind this podium, Lord. To speak what you have laid upon his heart, Lord. Give him liberty, Lord, Father God, we pray. Give him unction from your Holy Spirit, Lord. From the very throne of God. May the word go forth in purity, Lord. Giving us strength, Father. Giving us courage, Lord. Bringing deliverance, Father. Lifting up the downcast, O God. Encouraging the discouraged, Lord. Oh, Father, you have all that we need, Lord. And we're so thankful, Father. So burn on in us, O God, we pray. Even now, Lord Jesus, we pray that you would burn on in us, Lord. And we thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious and holy name, we pray these things. Amen. Let your word be born in the manger of our hearts. You can have your seats tonight. Let your word be born in the manger of my heart. Oh, let it live in me. Let it
Hallelujah. Maybe we could invite Brother John to come and minister and we could sing in your presence. That's where I belong. In your presence. That's where I belong. In your
tonight and lift up our voices we want to praise you at the close of this day for being a wonderful savior at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow every tongue shall proclaim every believer loves this name every son and daughter of God loves your presence Lord and to be able to be invited to come together not just in the same room, but connected with many around the world and from this assembly across the border and locally, Lord. We just want to welcome you, Lord, into our lives, into this atmosphere. Charge us, Lord, with your presence of healing and deliverance and your power of revelation, God. We need you tonight, Lord. There's only about a hundred of us here in this building, but There's a lot of empty places for angels, Lord. Angels and ministering spirits, Lord. uh, Be all around encouraging us. May we recognize, Lord, that we have a responsibility to others that cannot be here to carry the Spirit and pull on the Word and be a blessing. So tonight we want to do that. We want to bless your holy name by encouraging one another. Life flows through the body. Lord Jesus, we love you for what you're doing. We're one day closer to the change. Thankful for our musicians, the workers behind the scenes, the deacons, those that are making this possible so that others in their homes, hospital rooms, offices, bedrooms, and their cars can hear what you're speaking to us, Lord. Let it be so personal 
that when we leave here tonight, we could say Jesus spoke to us. Jesus ministered to us. We give you this service. We give you this service, Lord. We want to do you service, Lord. Wash your feet with our tears and praise your name. And when the word is spoken, we want to believe it and respond to it. 100% Lord. Take the words, Lord, of your servant. And just may it be Jesus feeding the multitude. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Let's turn to the book of Matthew 24. Thank you, musicians. Nice to see you tonight. Matthew chapter 24, verse 32. I think our brother Murphy read out of Matthew 24 on Sunday morning. And this is later in the same book of the Bible. Nice to see your faces tonight. And I saw you, brother William Ashdown. Did you go to school today? Did you go to school today, William? Wow, kindergarten. And he's in church tonight, staying up late. Wow, you brought your little family. God bless you, Brother William. I see others in the church, you know. God bless you for being here. And we continue to pray. I see Brother Darren Hoffman uh, pray for Sister uh, Melissa Motley and little Brother Noah on the island that still needs our prayers. Satan keeps trying to uh, shake up his body and give him problems as a young man. And we just were in contact with him this week. And we just are standing with him. We need to stand with one another. We don't want to be quiet. We want to let the devil know that he's defeated. Amen. He might think that he's got our backs against the wall, but the wall is Jesus Christ. And hallelujah. We love the word tonight. We love the word Sunday morning. We were streaming from the chapel. It was very cold and windy and rainy that day. And, um, but there were things said by Brother Murphy, uh, especially he mentioned a couple services of Brother Branham on present stage of my ministry. Do you remember that? An invisible union. So I listened to those messages right away. And I was listening to one as I was driving down the road and I had to pull over and write down the title for tonight's service and a quote we're just going to show you in a few minutes. I'd like to speak on his unfailing word is unfolding. And so as we're feeding from the ministry and feeding from the scriptures and the message, this is what is getting the bride ready for the rapture. So just continue to feed tonight. Just continue to feed from the Lord as he ministers to you. uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse 32. Jesus speaking all of these words uh, learn a parable of the fig tree when his branch is yet tender and putting forth leaves putteth forth leaves ye know that summer is nigh so likewise or the same as ye when ye shall see all these things know that it is near even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, or absolutely I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Our last verse, verse 35, heaven and earth shall pass away. 
but my words shall not pass away. I thought it was so important tonight. I wanted us all to read that verse out loud. So at home, if you have this on your screen, I see you do. Matthew 24, verse 35, and you have your Bible open or you'd like to read it in your home or in your office. Let's all hear in the assembly, read it together out loud. Verse 34, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. One more time. Let's read it. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Amen. God bless you. You can have your seats tonight. Thank you. His unfolding word is unfailing word is unfolding. Now, before I get into the message, I would just like to say a couple personal things. Uh, last Wednesday, uh, Brother Tim Dodd uh, was speaking, going to speak in our service here in Cloverdale. And I was uh, privileged to be working at the school at the office that day. And when I pulled out of my office to, uh, I was leaving to go home at the end of the day before we came to hear Brother Tim minister. I was just praying to the Lord, I, I need you to speak to me personally. I need to hear your voice personally. Have you ever had that desire? Just tonight's service, Lord, I need you to come and speak to me personally. I was pulling out of our spot and just getting ready to drive and, and then just come back. And when Brother Tim stepped to the pulpit last uh, Wednesday and um, had everyone turn to Second Samuel chapter 16 and begin to read about Shimei. Do you remember that? Second Samuel chapter 16. That was one of the, that was the very chapter in the whole Bible, Sister Linda, that I had read that day for my personal devotion. And immediately I thought, Lord, out of 1,189 chapters in the whole Bible, the minister stands and reads the very chapter I had read in my devotion. After I had prayed, Lord, I need you to speak personally to me tonight. I need you to speak something personal. And I thought, do we need any more of a witness <laughs> that God hears our prayers and God knows us? Do we believe that tonight? And it's not that Brother Tim really lingered on that chapter a lot. He read out of that and spoke later about Shimei. And I really appreciate that. But it was just the reality that God hears our prayers God knows our lives and he wants to answer our prayers if we would just ask. And I believe Jesus said in the Bible, you have not because you ask not. I wonder if we could just ask the Lord more. Say, Lord, speak to me more. Be more personal to me. Now, I have a demonstration later in the service. I'm going to need a volunteer. So I'm already looking who I can call up. So just be mindful of that. Number two. Um, my last thing before we go to our service, I shared this with BCA, um, the senior students on Friday, but I know some were away and, and not everyone was able to hear it. But I was speaking about um, this, this thought of being sensitive and God answering our prayers. And I, I reminded them of the possum, the the possum that was pregnant and had been either hitting or a dog or something, a coyote had got the possum 
And it was all bloody and maggots were all over it. But it had a bunch of babies that were nursing off of the possum. Who remembers that? And it, and it actually came out of the a forest, which a possum is like a raccoon. They usually go out in the nighttime. This is very unusual for a mother possum to come out of the woods, go down the road and walk up a certain sidewalk and go up to a certain person's house and just lay down. The love of a mother that was passing away, but she had nursing mothers. And what what instinct and what drove her to the certain house? And, and even the neighbor lady came over and uh, said to the owner of the house, you're a hunter. Why don't you just shoot the mother and put her out of her misery? And the man said, I, I'm, a, I'm a hunter, but I'm not a killer. And they put a rake over the mother and she kind of gnarled at the rake. She didn't like that. And she laid there all day. And even Brother Branham went to the service that night and spoke about this mother's love. Do you remember the story? And. How from Jeffersonville, Indiana, over to Louisville, there is a um, a, a bridge. And there had been a, a woman that had had a little baby. And um, she had uh, had the baby out of wedlock and she didn't want the baby. So she got a taxi cab driver to drive her to the middle of the bridge. And she threw the baby over into the river. And Brother Branham said, that's not a mother. That was a woman that had a baby, but that's not a mother. And the taxi cab called the police and they were able to arrest the, the person. It's very, very sad. But now this little possum that has no soul, but had love and had instinct to come and lay by a prophet's door. What drove her to that and what caused her to come to that certain house? And Brother Bradham goes to his own church that night and talks about the love of a mother And he comes home and she's still there laying at his door and he goes all night and and he comes up in the early morning and comes outside and she's still there. The love of a mother, the dew's on her and she's almost gone now. She's just barely gasping and enough milk to feed her babies. But she laid there all night and Brother Branham went back to his study and a voice spoke to him and said, I led her to your house. You spoke about her in the service. You spoke about her love. She's been waiting patiently and you've never prayed for her. And brother Branham was smitten. He's smitten. He's like, Lord, I didn't even think of that. You're, you're tired a servant. And I used another word, your servant. And he went outside and he laid hands on the little possum. Just said a little prayer and she got up with all her little babies and walked down the the driveway and turned to go down and like turn to say, thank you, kind sir, and kept on walking into she was healed. And, And what I was just wanting to bring that to you with tonight is if God can deal with a possum that doesn't even have a soul, can he deal with an elect seed? With a desire, with a love, with a something in there that uh, to come to the right house. I mean, why didn't that possum go to another house where, you know, where teenagers would just come out and oh, kick it and oh, look at this animal. Well, you no, know, no, it came to the right house, not to a demon possessed house of of an unbeliever, but to the man of God. Right. Cannot God lead you and I? 
Cannot he put something in our hearts to say the right word? Can he not do that? Even when you feel ashamed or you feel like you're not even a strong Christian. So tonight, that's just my opening statements. It really um, might not tie into the rest of the service, but really it's God's love for us. So just speak to him whenever you want to and just ask him. He might shock you. He might cause a minister to say something you say. And at the end of the service, Brother Tim, I was just sitting over here and most had left. I thought, Lord, you know, for you to do that, for me to pray, I need you to speak, say something specific and personal. And the minister to speak out of the exact chapter. You talk about I'm listening. (laughs) I'm listening, Lord. Let's turn back to Matthew chapter 24. As we've read Matthew 24, verse 32, and Brother Joseph, maybe you can put our first slide up on the screen. Brother Joseph, it's nice to have him back after uh, being away for a little while. Matthew chapter 24, as we speak on his unfailing word, is unfolding. Again in Matthew 24, verse 35. Jesus said these amazing words. Heaven and earth shall shall pass away. But my words, my words shall not pass away. So this is what struck me. And I had to pull over on the side of the road and write down our title for tonight. And this, what Brother Branham was saying. Any man that knows the word will stay with the word, knowing that the word is God. And the word has to unfold itself. The unfailing word must unfold itself. So, Brother Abraham, I paused it and I pulled right over. (laughs) The unfailing word must unfold itself. It's got to in order because the word is God. And if it worked on others all down through the age, it'll work the same way right now because it's God. Don't never forget that. I I think it's worth noting. Don't ever forget that. There must be something deeper than just the words or a sermon. Must be something deeper than just... Going to a chapel service or going in the sanctuary or in the balcony or streaming at home or wherever you are tonight to know that any of us that knows the word will stay with the word. Knowing that the word is God. So it's not about church gathering or just relationships. We're going to talk about that later. But the believer's faith is not anchored on Politics or anchored on something of the world that is so shifting. The word is God and the word has to unfold itself. That's going to be our demonstration in a few minutes is unfolding. Because there's something secret that Brother John has in this envelope. And I know what's in there. But it's a secret. But to someone that I've already chosen... They're going to open this up and unfold it and see what the value is and what's going to be the secret message. And that's like the elect. 
We are patiently waiting as God is unfolding his word. But it's only to the initiated and to the predestinated that is going to stay faithful to the end. So the unfailing word just keeps unfolding. It's got to in order because the word is God. And if it worked on others all down through the age, it'll work the same way right now because it's God. Don't ever forget that. Lord, don't let me forget it tonight. So as we just go a little bit further tonight, I I just want to rest your faith on his unfailing word of promise. And that's going to be what I want to also quote out of. And I, Sister Megan printed me out that message. If you'd like to write down that uh, date that's on the screen for you, uh, 1964 in January. It's a very good message, his unfailing words of promise. Tonight, when we leave the service, I would like you to just have your faith more rested on God's unfailing word of promise and believe that his word is unfolding in your life. It's not stagnant. I mean, you might be sick tonight, but God's not sick. He's very healthy. I'll just give you a little personal something. I hope this is okay. Over the weekend, I had a little bit of a scare. I mean, we had went to the service and I was sitting by the window and it's chilly and cold. And by the afternoon, I started getting chills. I started getting fever. I had all the symptoms. I was coughing. All the things, and Brother John is getting nervous. I took five showers in a matter of a few minutes to cool off. I was serious. I'm like, Lord, help us. And uh, we had plans for the next day, Monday. It was a holiday for, for you in Canada. But I said, no, I, I've got to be in Canada on Tuesday. We have an essential service. we got to be here. i got to go be tested. I mean, everybody's concerned. Everybody's worried. I was concerned. So we went right away. We made an appointment on Monday morning, went and got tested. And praise God, we, we it was negative. Amen. Amen. Rapid testing. We knew in 15 minutes. I thought, praise God. That is one time. It's very positive when you get a negative report. <laughs> when they say it's negative, you don't have it. Praise God. So I say that to say, even in this time of year, When there's flu going around and virus and coughs and, you know, um, fevers and all you feel stopped up sometimes and fear will strike you. Oh, you've got this. You got the virus. And in other times, you just would have fought through it. You just would have fought through it and had a little rest. But now in this time, it just shows how Satan can jump on any person and make fear. And then you're thinking, oh, where have I been in the last three days and what's going on and What's that going to affect the believers? But thanks be to God that even in those times, God is with you. Even when you're healthy, God is still a step ahead. His mind is greater than our minds. God's word is what we're holding on to tonight. Is, Is that okay that I say that? You know that brother John's fine. Let's look at this a little bit tonight on his unfailing word. First. His unfailing word means it's his, means it's God's word. God himself has spoken to you. God Almighty. He is more than human. He is God. 
His unfailing words mean it does not fail. It has not failed and it will not fail. I'm just having to nail down right at the beginning what we're being anchored to. God's not going to fail in your case. God's not going to fail in my case. He's not going to fail in anyone's case. God does not fail. His unfailing words. And so tonight, right away, the bride's absolute remains the word of God. I was thinking today, even as in the United States, they're wanting to put in another Supreme Court justice. And in the closing remarks, the the main head senator said, we have lost something. We have lost our way. It's exactly the truth. America has lost their way. But the bride has not lost her way. They're looking at politics and pulling here and pulling there and trying to ram things through. But the bride is living by faith. I know this is Wednesday night, but our faith has got to be in something solid and absolute. And that is God's unfailing word. It has never failed a believer. Not one. And he's not going to start in your case. So as we look now, the Bible is still the authority of the elect. Let's just look at this, what Brother Branham said in his unfailing words of promise. He is going to judge the people by Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the word. St. John, the first chapter said, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning, before it was a word, it was a thought. Now, just that ought to just say, and there I was in his thoughts. You're not talking about someone else all the time. Remember, if you start praying like that, Lord, speak to me personal. Speak to me direct. Things like this mean I was in God's thoughts. And then in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. It was all God. And then as God gave out his word, what would be predestinated his church before the foundation of the world. It would appear before him without spot or wrinkle. And the timepiece is moving right on time. Do we believe that tonight? It's not late. God isn't late. God isn't in his hands in in heaven, wringing his hands, wondering what is he going to do in your case? His timepiece is moving right on time. And it will be there a church, a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. I'm trusting that we're all here tonight, members of that church. I wonder if we can say amen. I wonder if we can say amen for the streaming audience that are connected, that they're part of this. Because this church would be loved to be double or triple more, quadruple more than what's here tonight. Even on a Wednesday night, there are people that love to be here. We're trusting here tonight that we're members of that church. And there, that there's only one way to enter that church, not by any denomination. You enter it by a new birth. And you say, well, I believe that. He said, if you do, then you will punctuate every word of this Bible with an amen. Everything the Bible says, because it's Christ. And you are a part of Christ. And the Holy Spirit revealing this truth 
each age has had its allotment of word to be fulfilled. Look at this tonight. And paragraph 40 is really where you're at. There's a part of the word for our age that wants to be fulfilled. And God is unfolding it right on time in your life. It's just how we're looking at it sometimes. But Lord, you are unfolding your precious words through my life. So tonight, just a couple more things we'd like to say about his unfailing word. God has sent us a last day prophet who fulfills many scriptures for our day, William Branham. And even our children that's coming up, and I'm very aware that even in the last months, our children have just continued to grow. Our young people have continued to grow. Our families continue to grow and they deserve still to have Holy Ghost filled meetings where the power of God is moving and flowing. Do we agree with that? And just because we're separated and maybe less than a hundred is here tonight has not diminished God's burden for one another that the power of God be moving in our services. We agree with that. This ain't the time to just fall back and get all comfortable and get on our PJs, you know, and get on our little going to bed and dimming the lights on a Wednesday night. And we're all going to go to sleep in a few minutes. And that can create an atmosphere of lethargy in the church and a lack of spark. And here we've gone months of that now. God, may the Holy Ghost continue to keep us fervent. Keep our hearts on fire, Lord. Keep us praying, Lord, speaking to us and in a personal way. Don't let others just slip around and into the darkness and it become an excuse for not gathering ourselves together. Lord, help us, Lord Jesus. Because the bride will receive the message of her day. She will walk in the word for her day. And we're not ashamed of the message. We don't need to back up tonight. From the faith that God has given you. We are delighted and happy. To be a love prisoner of Jesus Christ. Brother John's just a middle aged minister. 48 years old. Been raised in the message. It is a delight. To serve the Lord. We're not in bondage. The, The message. The Bible. These messages have never become shackles to us. We are prisoners. But we have got. We are willing. We are willing. After all these years, the world has still not shown they have something better. There's no desire to go out, but there's nothing to go out to. Everything you hear out there is just confusion. And many of the older ones, their testimony is if they would have known what they had known now earlier. If they would have known when they were younger. So we don't want to waste time thinking that it's better out there. Or there's greener grass over there. God's unfailing word is unfolding. We're not serving him tonight out of fear. Of going to hell or a tribulation. We've been saved by amazing grace. And we are walking daily by mercies that are new every single morning. Is the church believe that? Every morning his mercies are new. Even when you feel like you're down. Just ask the Lord to give you. Give you that something you have need of. Give you a word. Speak to somebody. So as we go to the second part of the service, 
And I'm getting my little demonstration ready because there's something in here of value. There's something in here of value. And Brother John was so passionate about it, I doubled the value. And I got it in my pocket. So whoever comes up here is going to get double what's ever in here of value. And there's a secret message that that person is going to read, but it's all folded up. It's all folded up. It's, it's, it's inside of here. Secret messages. But his unfailing word is unfolding. That means it's a positive confession. It is unfolding. I, and Brother Tim has helped Brother John, ourselves personally, with this area. We, we need to stay positive. Brother Branham said, never let a negative thought come into your mind. Well, it does. Satan tries to put it in our minds. But as believers, we, we should never confess the negative. Stay positive. Fall on the positive side. And Brother Tim has helped us to stay in that time, uh, this time we're going through. Stay positive. Thank you, Brother Tim. So when we hear the word, his unfailing word is unfolding, is unfolding means that has some substance to it. That means God has put us on a sure foundation that our tie post is strong. Tonight, the true believer does not look to politics, whether you're in British Columbia or whether you're in the United States or Africa or China. We're not looking to politics to be our leader or to guide our thinking. It's not culture. It's not our skin color. It's not the news media or social media that is guiding our lives. It's the word of God. His unfailing word is unfolding. So it is not the elections or personality cults or popular movies or popular music that is guiding the believer. It's the word of God. Oh, you say, Brother John, it goes without saying. Well, we just need to say it sometimes. The word of God is our daily guide. When the ministers are preaching, we're hanging on to that. Those on the streaming audience, they're hanging on to that. And more times than not, I'm on that end. So we're hanging on to that. We're, we're writing notes. Brother Murphy spoke present stage of my ministry and about Demas forsaking. I'm going to write that down. Invisible union. I'm going to write that down. And in, in a few hours, we were listening to those messages that that means we put interest, value on what's being spoken. When the musicians are playing and that atmosphere is coming, when Brother Nathan, Brother uh, Matthew, Brother uh, Michael, and uh, those from the U.S. side are song leading. It's the Holy Spirit. I mean, just a few weeks ago, I don't know if I shared this, I was just going to pray with the brothers before the service and it just didn't work out exactly right for me to, to be there with. And the very words that were in our heart to pray with them the song leader gets up and just begins to say right the very words that we were going to say. I thought, that's the mind of the Lord. It's the body working together. It's an unfolding of his unfailing word in a people now. So now what Brother John has noticed even over the years, it's not even friendships. It's not even friendships and relationships and family strains. 
that are going to dictate to a real believer how they're going to be led. Because I better be honest, even in the last years, I have noticed a breakage of many friendships and relationships and breakages of trust. People that used to be so together. And so you'd say, oh, they're close. They, they, they break trust and they, they do things. And I look at that and I say, my, that's not even a friendship. That's not a relationship. And even family strains. That's not dictating to us how we're being led. It's the word that leads the believer. Whether you're young or old, don't put all your stock into a friendship. Or some family member. They might walk away. They might get cold. It's the word that is unfolding. Something else may go down. Economies may go down. Health may go down. But the word is constant. It just is constant. It just is there. It just keeps marching on. Grab a hold of that tonight and say, Lord, I want to unfold too like that. So when we speak about the Holy Ghost, and this has been in my notes for some weeks, the Holy Ghost has a nature. God has a nature. And it's a nature of the word. And he feeds from the word. So when the Holy Ghost is in a person, they want to feed from the Word. And that brings out the nature of God automatically. So when you see a struggle or something that's carnal or not of God, that's when we need to feed that. Something's missing between the Word and that that character or lack of it being manifested. Whether you're an old person or young, just needs to admit that and say, God, I humble myself. I want to manifest your nature. That's not the nature of the word. I have to, I have to humble myself. Are we together tonight? So unfolding, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. I have two things in this envelope that's all folded up. And, and I've already been instructed. I can't use anybody from the balcony to come down here. And we have to social distance and everything. So somebody's going to get to unfold this. But unfold means that it's growing. It's expanding. When, when you are, don't get nervous. <laughs> Unfolding means it can be something that's all folded up, but then it starts to expand. It starts to develop. It becomes more clear. You can say, there's a message in there. There's a message in there. What does it say? I don't know, but it will be unfolded. In just a few minutes... You're going to hear the message. You're going to know the value of what we've been talking about for the last few minutes. That it's going to be there. It's going to be there. But it took some time to unfold it. So has the word of God been unfolding. But if you're not willing to wait, if you get impatient and somebody tomorrow, you know, scrubs ahead to find out. who, But just wait. It's unfolding. Unfold. Unfold means to take something that is all folded and open it up so you can see inside. Okay, so I need my volunteer, my willing volunteer to take our microphone here. Sister Gwyneth, you're the chosen person. So you're chosen. I saw you were here tonight and I wrote down your name. So you're chosen. Brother Silas, can she use this green microphone? Okay. Can you take this, or sorry, the, the blue one. 
the blue one here and Sister Gwyneth in this envelope here. Can you take out one of the folded up? Thank you. And so inside of this, oh, just a second. There's a message inside of here. Do you know what that piece of paper says, sister? No. Can you just? No. Do we need to turn it on? Okay, can you figure that out? Test, test. Test, test. Excellent. Does Sister Gwyneth is chosen, but she doesn't know what that secret message is. So inside of this piece of paper, she's going to unfold it. And written inside of that piece of paper is a message for you. So I wrote this personally today. Can you just read what's on that piece of paper? We know that all things work together for God, to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. I believe you are a sea good of God. I believe all things are working together for God for you. I believe you love God. I believe you are called of God. I believe God's purpose, it's all will be magnified in your life, Brother John Annies. Amen. Who thinks that's a wonderful message? Amen. Amen. Who thinks that's true about Gwyneth? Yes. Uh, Sister Gwyneth, let me just see. This was folded up inside of this envelope. It was a good message. I'm going to let you take this home tonight. But it was so personal. But she didn't know that today about noon when I wrote this about her. But what it says is a secret message to you, October the 14th, 2020, Romans 8, 28. We know that all things, and I circled all, didn't I, Sister Gwyneth? All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Then I put on the bottom that was all folded up. No one knew that was inside of here. God did, though. I didn't even know Sister Gwyneth was going to read this tonight when I wrote this. But when I was writing it, I said, Lord, whoever is going to read this tonight, may this impact them. This is the secret message. I believe you are a seed of God. I believe all things are working together for good for you. I believe you love God. I believe you are the called of God. I believe God's purpose is... And will be manifested in your life. Is that incredible? That's inspiration. That's the word being unfolded. That was a message that was all hidden down inside of all these envelopes. But it had to be unfolded by a person and read. Isn't that wonderful? It's like the Bible. It's like the whole message of Brother Branham. It has to be unfolded for predestinated people. And it has to be revealed to the elect. Other people, they just, you know, throw that away. It don't mean nothing to them. But to us, we have been praying that God would speak to us. We've been asking God to make his word more real to us. So now there's one more folded up item here, Sister Gwyneth. And so I'm going to double that. There's something inside of there. Just open it slowly. Open it slowly. 
Oh, my, what is it? No. It's blank. It's blank. My, what happened? Oh, yes. Oh, that's the same piece of paper. Oh, I have another one. It's blank. Let's open this one. We got the wrong paper. She had already opened that one. Oh, what value is that? Can you just put the microphone up? A $10 bill. Is it U.S., Canadian? It's U.S. Oh, that's 10000 Canadian. So $10? No, it's probably about twelve fifty. So that was in this envelope. The value was there. But no one knew that value until it was unfolded. Until it came out into the open. It became more clear that that's what was put there. And then Brother John is going to double that. What's 10, what's 10 doubled? $20. Here, Sister Gwyneth, I'm going to put this in here. So like social distance. But I just doubled that. My, I, I, I promised you I would. God bless you, Sister Gwyneth. May the Lord bring his word to past in Sister Gwyneth's life. In Jesus' name. Thank you. That's all yours. I'm serious. Thank you. You're welcome. So when the border opens up, uh, you can take somebody to coffee down there. God bless you, Sister Gwyneth. You say, Brother John, does that have anything to do spiritually? I think it has a lot to do with all of us spiritually. There's things been laying in the word for years. Things been laying in the message for years. But it took something to unfold that. And as time goes on, it becomes more clear. Others walked away and saw no value. They got tired of waiting. They didn't know what was in there. They walked away. And God is like doubling. He's like doubling to those that are willing to stick with it. To those that endure until the end, get a double portion. You say, but Brother John, a friend or one of my uh, family members said it's horrible, it's bad. Get away. They went away and look what's happened in their lives. And there's something in your life saying, just stick with it. It's God's word. It's, you just feel a pulsation of the Holy Spirit to just keep pressing on. So as time went on, it just opened and opened. Maybe you even questioned. I mean, we opened one piece of paper and it was blank, Sister Gwyneth. But inside the other paper was something of value. And friends, sometimes as believers, that can happen. We can look at something that has no value. Like a white piece of paper, white envelope. and Or you open up one and there's no value. You open up another and you go to a service. You go a year. You go some months. But God's unfolding his word. His unfailing word is unfolding. So it just keeps, it keeps opening up. And the more it opens it up, you can see yourself. It's growing. It's expanding. It's developing. It's becoming more clear. So what did Brother Branham mean in that, in that opening quote? Any man that knows the word will stay with the word. Knowing that the word is God. Can, we can go back to that, I think. Any man that knows the word will stay with the word, knowing that the word is God, see. And the word has to unfold itself. So it's not all just there at the beginning. It unfolds itself. Then you stay with him and 
Stay faithful. It'll unfold itself more. Well, if you would have left, if you just would have got all frustrated, if you just would have got all upset, you never would have got it. If you would have walked away, you never would have got the value. In fact, the one that was giving the message to you had a double blessing for you. So if Gwyneth would have said, oh, $10, that's nothing. I have, you know, 50000 My dad's got 50000 Well, despise not the days of small beginnings. And our Heavenly Father gives a blessing. But little do we know, there's another blessing down the road. And you wake up tomorrow and you have a new body. Or you keep walking with God and cancers begin to leave. Missing limbs begin to come back. Some of those that have been backslidden starts to want to come back again and call you up or text you up. You know, Brother Branham talks about at the end when the squeeze comes down to watch the third pull. So it's, you know, many have left, many have gone, many people become disinterested. Even in the last seven months, people that were so fervent and passionate, many of them have just, where is their fervency? Where is their passionate desire to Serve God. It's become like just like ashes and embers and they've gone out. I encourage you tonight. The word is unfolding. It can just be pulling out of a driver's place and saying, God, speak to me tonight. I need a personal message and for the minister to speak the very chapter you had read or say something, Sister Laws, that you can say, well, I was just thinking about that today or Sister Sylvia say, my, I was just wondering about that. And here, there's the answer right there. Amen. It's just incredible how great our God is. The word is God. And if it worked on others all down through the age, it'll work the same way right now because it's God. Don't ever forget that. Amen. Right in the middle of the screen, the unfailing God must unfold itself. Let's turn to our last scripture tonight, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Remember our our demonstration. Until what is hindering that expression is taken away, we don't see the real value of the gift. We don't really know what the message is until the things that are hindering that and are covering it are unfolded, then you can see it. After God unfolds it personally to a person, that's what we co- continues this desire, Sister Eleanor, after all these years. May God continue to unfold and open this message to us. Amen. To each one of you, may the lights come on. Even in a greater way. I mean, don't, as we all get older, don't become a stickly, gnarly, opinionated, dominating, my way, the high, don't let it be that way. That's not the nature of the word. That's not the nature of the Holy Spirit in the believer. So Ephesians 4 verse 11, this is all things that you know well. But Paul is speaking to us and Ephesians 4.11. Can you put that on the screen for the streaming audience, brothers, whoever might be able to do that? And he gave some apostles, Ephesians 4.11, and some prophets, 
and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? Why? For the perfecting or maturing of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying. I wanted you to watch that word edifying. The edifying of the body. The strengthening of the body. So that you would be built up. So that you would be more uh, edified in your spiritual life. Wherewith you may edify others. Let's continue reading. Verse 13. When is all this going to stop, Brother John? When is all this going to end? Till we all, speaking about a global body, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man or mature person under the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. And someone reminded me today that today's the day Brother Branham preached Statue of a Perfect Man. Didn't even know it till we had our notes completed. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man to the measure of the statute of the fullness of Christ that from now on or from henceforth we be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind Of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness. Whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love. Or speaking it in a way that someone would want what you've got. Even if they disagree with you. They don't like you. But you're speaking it in a way they can receive Christ through your life. Don't you want it to be that way? If they could bypass the badger skin. And see the Christ in you. That's the goal. We're all different. We see things different. We're different backgrounds. But it's the word that's unfolding. Our greatest desire is that it be Christ in us. God is love. Speaking the truth in love. We may grow up into him in all things. Which is the head even Christ. Our last verse is verse 16. From whom or Christ the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplying, every joint is giving, every joint is working together according to the effectual working. It's effectual and it's working in the measure of every part. Maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Haven't we heard that over the years? It was the love of a mother. Something came over Brother Branham that stopped that bull. I demonstrated this for the juniors at BCA. Oftentimes we think of Brother Branham taking his gun off, throwing it in his truck, jumping over the fence, going through a field, and all of a sudden a a bull gets up. But can you turn it around and take the position of a bull that's looking through the weeds, looking through the weeds, and all of a sudden some man gets out of his truck takes off his gun, throws it in his truck, jumps over my fence and comes into my house. And this bull had already killed somebody else. And he got up, and that's when Brother Branham saw him. And he, Brother Branham would have ran, and he actually reached for his gun. Most of us would have. Right, Brother Richard? <laughs> Most of us would have. And he said, I would have shot the bull and had to pay for him. 
And he thought about running, but he said, I don't want to be a coward. And all of a sudden, this huge bull started running for Brother Branham. And Brother Branham said, I just got, got to die like a man. And he said, something come over me. Something come over me. That was love. It was something that was different when he reached for his gun or he wanted to run. Something come over him. That was love. That's what we all need tonight. To come over us. And he just spoke to this bull that was just going to take him out. And, and can you imagine an animal? I don't know what the animal was thinking. But all of a sudden he's come rushing. And he just comes up to this man and all of a sudden just stands there and moves his head like this and goes over and lays down. And this man just walks right by him within five feet and walks and goes over there and goes to pray for someone. That's incredible. That was love took over that. But if we could speak in love, if we could unfold, let the word unfold. Say, I don't know if it's in me, brother John. It's in you. But it's in verse 12. Before we disconnect from one another tonight and have to go. This word of edifying, for the edifying of the body, Brother Ken, it was in my heart. That's what the Lord's been doing for all of us for these months. He's been trying to strengthen the church, to edify you. Just continue to unfold and flower out and be a better Christian. Just let all the noise and busyness of life just go away. And let the word unfold itself automatically without you trying to strain and make it happen. Just a simple prayer is what the Lord is trying to encourage you throughout this whole service. A desire. Starting out with a a love, a service, a song. God wanting to edify, build you up. To promote another person's growth. In Christian wisdom. In their service. What can I do to make them happy? What can I do to bring holiness? And for God to build and bring healing to the body. To bring deliverance to the body. To bring God's power. And see Him operate. Isn't that a great desire to see Him operate and moving. Seeing something all the way to the finish. Not starting out, but finishing the work. To edify someone in how they're running or how they're finishing. To encourage them and build them up. I believe that's our commission. That's what we're here for. That's what I want to close with and show you on the screen here. Something comes in. In Cleveland, Tennessee, he said, something comes in as we spoke in the tabernacle this morning. That main spring in the middle of the watch that makes every movement click to perfect time. And when the Holy Spirit comes in, there's something that moves. You can't understand what it is. It's a supernatural being inside you. Moving. Controlling your emotions, making you scream when actually you feel like running, but you'll shout when you don't know what you're doing. You'll praise God just automatically. Is that what he said? 
you'll praise God just automatically. There's something happens. It's that main spring, the spring of God's grace in the middle of your heart, controlling you, making you shun from evil, accept life, get away from doubt and have faith. That main spring will make you cast down reasoning, accept God's word. It's moving, ticking, going around and around, making your holy motion come right in control with God. What a marvelous thing. The Holy Spirit brooding over you. That's what's been happening in the service. And when we log off in a few minutes and when the last note is played by Brother Benjamin and Sister Joanne and the musicians and and the internet goes off. God is with you. He hasn't left us. His word's unfolding. His word is unfailing. And though all heavens and earth shall pass away. And Canada and America and all other kingdoms will fail. God's word will never fail. God's word will not pass away. So grab a hold of the word. Believe the word. Trust in the word. The Holy Spirit brooding over you as he did a bleak earth one time. And fruits come up out of the bleak earth. When the Holy Spirit drove together the calcium, potash, and moisture, and whatever texture it taken to make flowers and fruits and beasts and animals and mankind, the Holy Spirit brooding in connection with God, and these things came to pass. Can we say tonight, they unfolded? They unfolded. Then you can't deny that God's unfolding in you. Eternity is being developed in your time. What more will it do over a born again man now for his health or whatever he has need of, of God's eternal promise? Sure, it makes you emotionally. It ought to make us emotionally. But God's in control of our emotions. God bless you tonight. Maybe our musicians can come. We'll go, to, we'll go to the last quote here. I'd like to share this with you. And God is unfolding his unfailing word in you. Right as we sing. Brother Nathan, can you ask them if they know that song? Maybe Sister Joanne and you all can see if you know this song. Unveiling of God, 1964. This is part of his way. This is the way that he manifests himself to us. He manifests the eternal word. God, Jehovah, made flesh. Like in St. John 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And in the beginning was Elohim. And Elohim was, became the word. And the word was Elohim. And the word was made Elohim. See, it's the same thing, just unfolding. Do you believe God unveiled himself? Do you believe God unveiled himself? It's easy to believe it happened in someone else over there. But what about you? Keep your attention here. Like the attribute, see, it is in God. An attribute is your thought. God in the beginning, the eternal. He wasn't even a God. He was the eternal. He wasn't even God. God is an object of worship, brother Henry, or something. See, he wasn't even that. 
He was Elohim, the eternal, but in him was thoughts. He wanted to become material. And what did he do? Then he spoke a word and the word was materialized. That's the whole picture from Genesis to Revelation is nothing wrong. Nothing's wrong. Let's stand tonight. Let's say it as a body. Nothing's wrong. You can stand, Brother Serge. Sister Rena has an exception, but nothing's wrong. Sister Rena, can you say nothing's wrong? Hallelujah. And she's going home tonight in a wheelchair. We ought to say, there's nothing wrong. Many came to Brother Branham's meeting and went home healed. Sister Rena might have to bear her cross. Brothers in China are still going to have things on their arms tonight and not be able to go to their homes. We need to pray for them tonight. We need to think of others and edify one another. The word's unfolding. Let's say it again. Nothing's wrong. God's unfolding himself. Our last thoughts. It's Elohim materializing so he can be touched and feel. And in the millennium, there is Elohim sitting on the throne. That's right, with all of his subjects around him that he predestinated before the foundation of the world. And you're going to be there. And your offspring with you. God knows what's in the envelope. He knew before the service. He knew before the foundation of the world. The value. Do we know that song? You know it? Number 27. Do you remember on Sunday, Brother Murphy was speaking on present stage in my ministry. You can bring up the song, Brother Joseph. And he was talking about Demas hath forsaken. Who remembers that? Do y'all remember that? Do y'all remember that? That was 1962. And within a few months, Brother Branham was going to preach the seven seals. And he said, what Demas thought was being a failure, God was about ready to crown Paul's ministry. And, and Brother Branham was going through a very weak time in his ministry. The gun had blown up. Brother Neville had had an accident. There were a lot of things going on in the church. And he preaches a message, the present stage of my ministry, it looks like it's falling apart. But in that message, he said, but you watch, God was about ready to crown his life. What Demas saw was the carnal side. What the bride saw was the word. The devil thought he was going to get Brother Branham in 1962. And God saw the opening of the seven seals. Maybe the Lord has that for you. He's going to double the blessing. He's going to just double it. Heaven's going to be wonderful. Don't miss it. Listen, let it unfold. Just let the millennium unfold. Let God unfold in your lives. You know that. All right, let's sing it. Brother Ken, you know that, right? You can just sing it out. All right.
the congregation sing it for those that are streaming tonight. Let's lift up our voices. your word in my life. Let your unfailing word unfold itself, Lord. Lord, and would you forgive us if we have gotten ever impatient or hasty or looked at the promise Well, Abraham and Sarah waited 25 years. Others have waited 5 years, 10 years, 20 years. Many people have waited many, many months and months for prayers to be answered. I pray that our faith would not falter. I pray that men and women would be strengthened by the service tonight. This has not been in vain. I believe you have answered prayers. I believe in the simplicity of what's been spoken. You have encouraged Christians to keep pressing on. I pray for all of us, Lord, that we would not lean to the negative side. That in this wicked, dark, evil world, we would not lean in that way. And all the media news and everything is just channeling toward strife and trouble and opposite and different. And when we read your word and when we read our Bibles and when we're in your presence, it's so opposite. It is so different from this world, Lord. Forgive us if we have leaned that way or gotten worldly or carnal or even... Lord, don't never let us get in that atmosphere to justify a wrong spirit. But let us just lay it down at the altar, Lord. Lay your hand on us, Lord. We sing the song, Oh Lord, send the power just now. Even throughout these months, Lord, there's such a danger for us to get cold. Such a danger for us to get indifferent and unresponsive and we just kind of get numb. Lord, don't let us be that way as your wife, as your bride and in an invisible union. Don't let us forsake when we think that things are going wrong or opposite or when we don't understand. Lord, teach us, Lord, to wait on you. Continue to unfold your precious word and our lives and our family and our church and one another, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord, you would 
give a double portion. And you would bless those that are weary or mourning or even today hearing more prayer requests and needs within the body and loved ones. I pray, Lord Jesus, you would answer the prayers of your people. May this virus, may sickness. And when Satan wants to put fevers and coughs and things on us, even in this season, sometimes we're so quick to embrace the fear and the dread and the uncertainty. Lord, let us be quick, Lord, to fall on our knees and just give that to the Lord. You are our healer. You are our deliverer, Lord. You are ever-present help. You are our provider. Some of our brothers have lost income or maybe their jobs. I pray, Lord, we would lean on the rock. We would lean on your word. We would not just give over to the fleshly things of the world to fill up our time and amusements and don't let us binge on things, Lord, of a media that are just filling up that precious moments that we could with you, Lord. Put a love in our hearts greater than ever, Lord. Continue to unfold your word. And Lord, we're about ready to have the change of our bodies. If any have grown weary with the battle or weary with life, I pray that you would edify them, strengthen them. As they hear your word and as we get into the messages, maybe some could go to this message that we've spoken of tonight. His unfailing words of promise. And read that message. Hear that message. Hear Brother Branham speak about his wife and his family. And being so honest about things in their family. It would be a good example for us. Sometimes we always want to show a strong statement and a strong When really we have weaknesses. You're wanting to humble us, Lord, to realize we need the body. We need one another. We need to strengthen one another in prayer, Lord. Go with us now, Lord. This assembly, those on the internet, minister to them, Jesus. May angels come by their way tonight. And may they sleep well. May any nervousness leave our Leave the assembly. Leave our families. May they sleep well tonight. May they be stronger tomorrow than today. May our faith be stronger. We look up to you tonight. We love you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Jesus never fails. Can we say that together? Jesus never fails. Amen. There's a song that says, Jesus never fails. We're not going to sing it because... It's off my key somewhere, but Jesus never fails. God bless you tonight. May the Lord bless your lives. Greet one another with a wave, a look. This church, we're, we're ending now. As we go off the internet, you can wave to your family members. Just take the video back, brothers, and let them see the assembly. Can you just wave, wave to the saints? Amen. Let godly love continue. Hallelujah. May the Lord heal your hearts tonight in Jesus' name. You're dismissed. Jesus' love has never failed.
Yeah. Hallelujah. Before it reaches to the lowest valley. Let's sing that one. I was thinking of that today. and Blood will never lose its power. Reaches to the highest mountain. Sing it with some strength before you go.
we thank you Lord oh your presence Lord it means so much to us in these times Lord oh it ministers to us and heals us oh your presence Lord let's sing that brother before we go in your presence that's where I belong right before we go oh yes
are essential. Don't ever let the devil tell you you're no good, you're little, you're non-essential. That's what they've told a lot of people in these last months. You're non-essential. You can't do this. Can't do that. You are essential. To God and to the body, you are essential. Don't back up. Don't get a complex. Don't get weary. You are essential. Or you wouldn't be here. Look into the folded note. Look into the note. Look into the value. Let God unfold it to you. Weep a little bit. Cry a little bit. Say, God, you have made me essential. You wanted us to be here. You wanted us to be alive this year. To serve you. With a greater testimony. To come through with the fire of God in our lives. So God bless you tonight. Let it unfold. Let it get greater. Yes, one last time, Brother Nathan. In your presence. That's where I